Fort Worth is a co-production of Ave Maria Radio and EWTN Radio and carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Welcome to Catholic Connection with Teresa Tamio, keeping you connected to your faith and your world. Teresa tackles the issues of faith and culture, the pro-life message, and media awareness. And now, here's Teresa Tamio. Good morning to you, Sherry Kennedy Brownrigg, in for Teresa Tamio, and so happy to be here. We have a great show for you today. We're going to be talking with Doug Keck about what's happening at EWTN. I have no doubt they're already preparing for Lent and Easter and all all things happening right now at EWTN. You can find out more about that at EWTN.com or just stay with us because Doug will tell us all about that. Later on this hour, are coming up, um, Camille Pauly. She's the president and co-founder of Healing the Culture, which is a great organization that really is one of the international leaders in pro-life advocacy. Going to be talking about that, which is always a very, very important subject. That's coming up later on in the show. Have you been seeing the um, uh, the discussion online? It's in uh, you know blogs, chat rooms, social media from a lot of Catholics that there seems to be a lot of people dying lately. I don't know if you've seen this come across your feed, but I have a lot. And, you know, it does seem that way. And part of it is COVID. There are many people dying from COVID. We know that. But out of all the funerals that I have gone to in the last year, and I seriously think it's probably about 12 or 13, which is a lot for me. I can't remember a year when I've been to 12 or 13 funerals in one year. Only about two of them um, were COVID-related. The others were cancer, heart attacks, aneurysms, other things like that. And maybe it just seems this way because as you get to a certain age in life, the people that you know are also in that age in life. And, and the, the chances as we grow older of us passing away, you know, don't do increase. But it's a really interesting thing. And I've been thinking a lot about this lately because we got some bad news about my own mom's health. Um, this week, she has congestive heart failure, and we got news that uh, that it has dramatically worsened to the point where it's actually even hard for her to walk without gasping for breath. And um, the doctor has told her that if she doesn't have a particular surgery, that you know she really doesn't have much time left. And so she is in the process right now of discerning what her next step is. She's 86 lived a beautiful life. Um, you know, she has a son who's a priest, my brother, and I, I I hesitated when I said that because he's the bright spot in the family. Of course, you know, we our big joke is that the Lord saved up uh, everything from the other three of us and gave it all to him. He's the youngest. <laughs> but uh, but a wonderful man, Father Anthony. But she's she's not afraid to die. And the question for her is, what is it going to be like getting there? She lives on her own, but she does live in a senior living apartment complex. So she's got friends, you know, right next to her and and uh, people who will check on her. It's not assisted living. They provide her meals, etc. But she is in that process right now of trying to figure out, you know, what is it that she wants to do with her life? And it has really made me reflective and all of us reflective in my family. I ask that you pray for her for not necessarily that she be healed because I don't think that's what she wants. 
um, but that God's will be done and that she discerns that. And, you know, that's an important thing for us. We cannot fear death. And I'm so proud of my mom who is really approaching this in a way that we as Catholics should, where we realize that, um, you know, if we have been practicing our faith and we attend go to confession regularly, and and by the grace of God, if we are so lucky to get that apostolic blessing before we die, um, you know, that we will be with Christ in heaven. There are many other ways to get there, of course, with confession, but we have to make sure that's a, a number one confession. But uh, um, it it isn't something that we fear. We know that we'll be with Christ, and isn't that why we're living the life we lead now? And gosh, I just really am just bowled over by my mother's strong faith. And it's, it's making me feel that way too. So again, please do pray. And you know, we never know when our time will come. In 2013, I was diagnosed with breast cancer. And I remember on New Year's Day of 2013, I woke up and the Lord said to me, get your affairs in order. I had no idea what it meant at that moment. And by the grace of God, I did not die from breast cancer. Many of my friends have. Many people that I have known who've had breast cancer have died. But we don't know the day. We don't know the hour. So let's prepare every single day. I also want to talk about, before we get to news here, Teresa sent out a great email yesterday. If you're not on her list, you really need to be. Just go to TeresaTamio.com and you'll be able to sign up for her newsletter. But she sent a great email, and the title is God Part of Your New Year's Resolutions. And the summation of it is, of course, we make all these resolutions. I'm going to diet. I'm never eating sugar again, never doing this again. I'm going to work out every day. But do we make resolutions for our spiritual life? Well, that's really where we should be focused. The other stuff kind of comes along, you know, I think when our spiritual lives are in order, or at least they're in their proper perspective. But she has an entire list of things that you can do that will help you to really grow in your faith. And they're little spiritual resolutions that that you can uh, adopt in your life. Get up five minutes early to pray. Can we do that? I bet we could, if you're not doing it already. Raise your heart frequently to God, gently, with peace, even during daily tasks. Try to do this seven times a day. Schedule in a regular confession time in your calendar. We just talked about that. I actually have to put it in my my book. I've got to schedule it there. Go to confession. It's every Saturday. And I don't get there every Saturday because some other things might be popping up, but it's in there and it tells me i got to go. I go as often as I possibly can. I think the priest is getting tired of me, actually. But it's a great email, TeresaTamio.com, to sign up for her email list. And you'll get those great emails all the time that she sends out. And that's a real gem. Well, it's coming up on uh, eight minutes past the hour, and it is time for news. Millions of people on the East Coast are bracing for the first bomb cyclone of the year. NBC meteorologist Bill Karens. Snow totals so far, Nashville 6 inches, Lexington almost 10, Snowshoe West Virginia 13. It's been a fluffy snow, and that adds up and accumulates quickly, too. So about 60 million people are under winter storm warnings and winter storm watches. The snow is in blue. 
Heavy snow and freezing rain is moving in, hitting areas still recovering from a winter storm just days ago. New Jersey is under a state of emergency as it expects six inches of snow today. Kentucky declared an emergency last night. Virginia and Maryland could get an inch of snow each hour. In Massachusetts, some government workers are told to stay home, while Boston and D.C. have closed all public schools. A separate storm system is also impacting the West. Oregon has shut down all of Interstate 84, while some mountain passes in Washington State could remain closed over the threat of avalanches. The three white men convicted of killing Ahmad Arbery will be sentenced today. Trey Thomas reports. Travis and Greg McMichael, along with Roddy Bryan, all face minimum sentences of life in prison in the fatal shooting of Arbery, a 25-year-old unarmed black man who was shot while jogging in Brunswick, Georgia, nearly two years ago. There are also penalties for the additional charges of aggravated assault, false imprisonment, and criminal attempt to commit a felony. I'm Trey Thomas. Some Catholics at a parish in England are being told they're not welcome at Mass. The parish of the Holy Family in East Nottingham is telling its parishioners not to come to church if they're not vaccinated. In a newsletter, the parish said those who are attending Mass should use hand sanitizer and wear a face covering. The parish issued the newsletter on January 2nd. President Biden is headed to Colorado in a few hours to tour damage from the state's most destructive wildfire. Nearly 1,100 homes were destroyed and about 150 others damaged last week in Boulder County. Add-in businesses and officials now estimate the loss to be $513 million. Three communities were forced to evacuate when powerful winds sent embers flying for miles. The president will meet with some of the families affected. Fire investigators in Philadelphia are still determining the cause of a fatal house fire. Clayton Neville reports. The Rohome fire in Philadelphia's Fairmount neighborhood claimed the lives of three sisters and nine of their children. It's believed at least 20 people lived inside the house. 26 were inside when it caught fire. Federal investigators now working with local authorities on what's being called a complex investigation. Eight people were reportedly able to escape the fire and the local housing authority now working to find them shelter. As far as the cause of the blaze, authorities looking into the possibility that a young child was playing with a lighter, setting fire to a Christmas tree. The investigation expected to last weeks. I'm Clayton Neville. Loved ones are celebrating the life of a fallen Chicago firefighter. The mother of Michonne Plummer spoke as family and friends gathered yesterday for her son's funeral at the House of Hope on the far south side. We was blessed, y'all. We had an angel amongst us, y'all. We had him for 30 long years. Plummer died after he was critically injured while battling an apartment fire last month. Firefighters loaded the casket carrying his body to a fire truck for a procession to Oakwood Cemetery for his burial. The flight disruptions that have been bedeviling air travelers and airlines the past two weeks aren't going away. Around 2,700 U.S. flights are canceled or delayed so far today. The tracking site FlightAware reports more than 2,200 flights have been canceled and nearly 450 were delayed as of 7 a.m. Eastern Time. The numbers are worse than Thursday when more than 2,100 flights were canceled.
Bad weather and COVID-related staffing shortages continue to be the main culprits. Authorities are continuing to search for the person responsible for placing two pipe bombs in Washington, D.C., ahead of last year's U.S. Capitol riot. Trey Thomas reports. D.C. Metro Police Chief Robert Conti says your help is needed in capturing the would-be bomber. We still need to hold this individual uh, accountable for his or her actions uh, on that day. Chief Conti added the pipe bombs were early indicators of the Capitol attack. One of the bombs was found at Democratic National Committee headquarters, where then-California Senator and Vice President-elect Kamala Harris had to be evacuated from. And finally, in news today, Southern California will be home to the first electric fire trucks in operation in North America. Los Angeles will get the first and plans to unveil it at a station in Hollywood later this year. Rancho Cucamonga will debut its electric fire truck at a new station scheduled to open in late 2023. The trucks are built by Australian manufacturer Rosenbauer and are the first of their kind with an all-electric drivetrain. Right now, there are only three of the fire trucks in existence in Berlin, Amsterdam, and Dubai. The cost is about $1.3 million each. Not surprising. All right, well, it is coming up on 14 minutes past the hour. We are up against a break, but Doug Keck is going to be with us when we come back and talk about what's happening at EWTN. Happy Friday. It's January 7th, the first Friday of the month, and this is Catholic Connection. Stay with us. Location, location, location. These are the three most important factors in real estate. The same might be said for colleges. Trudging through snow to get to an 8 a.m. statistics class is a much different experience than breezing by a palm tree to the raucous applause of a laughing gull. With the average temperature of 84 degrees and wetland nature as your backdrop, it's no wonder students tend to stay once they visit our campus. Ave Maria University, your future location, location, location. Visit AveMaria.edu. This program is brought to you in part by Charity Mobile, a proud partner of Ave Maria Radio for over 15 years. Charity Mobile is the pro-life cell phone company and has sent nearly $2 million to thousands of pro-life charities. 4G LTE coverage is available nationwide, and 5% of your monthly plan price goes to your favorite pro-life charity. A video introduction is available at CharityMobile.com. Charity Mobile, everyday living, effortless giving. CharityMobile.com. When the need for senior care arises, home is where the heart is. Visiting Angels provides home care for mom or dad up to 24 hours per day, including personal care, meals, and light housework. You may select your professional caregiver with Visiting Angels. More information at visitingangels.com or at 877-374-LIVE. That's 877-374-LIVE. Visiting Angels, America's choice in senior home care. Would you get on a plane that doesn't have a pilot? Investing in passive index mutual funds may present the same issue. The Ave Maria mutual funds are actively managed by seasoned investment professionals to help you meet your investment goals in a morally responsible way. Ave Maria funds are managed to conform to pro-life and pro-family values. Long-term investors could invest in the no-load Ave Maria mutual funds. You can learn more about the Ave Maria Mutual Funds at 866-AVE-MARIA or visit AveMariaFunds.com.
Welcome back to Catholic Connection. Sherry Kennedy Brown Rig in for Teresa Tomio, who is in the great state of Florida right now, basking in that sunshine. I think I saw that 78 was the high for her today. So there's a little bit of jealousy, Teresa, uh, right now from the entire country <laughs> because we're, the rest of us are all cold and snowy. Hey, we have later on this hour, Camille Pauly, who is the president and co-founder of Healing the Culture, will be with us. We're going to be talking about some different things dealing with the pro-life movement. But right now, it's Friday, and Doug Keck is with us, EWTN's president and COO. Good morning, Doug. Good morning. Always great to hear your voice. Well, same here. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. We just had a little Christmas, right? So, uh, yeah. you know, more important about January 6th than some other uh, things people tried to make it out to be, you know. That's so. right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're looking at Christmas here. So tell us what's happening at EWTN. I know you're probably already gearing up for Lent and Easter and all that, but... Right. Some other things well, happening as well? Yeah, we've, we've got some new programming uh, coming up. Uh, so uh, later today, at uh, we're going to have a, a program uh, 10.30 p.m. Eastern Time, Explore with the Miracle Hunter. He takes a look at uh, New Orleans and Our Lady of Prompt Succor. Uh, so people can check that out. Uh, Michael and Neil's programs are very, very popular. Uh, people can check that out. We've also got the Solemn Mass for the Feast of the Baptism of Our Lord, which is coming up, of course, Mm. This weekend, uh, we've got one that's coming actually from Rome and another one that is uh, is coming itself from the National Shrine in Washington. Also, of course, a big pro-life month for us on EWTN as we prep for the, the marches and the walks for life later this month. Uh, a wonderful five-part miniseries that Olivia Turnagans did years ago called When They Say, You Say, uh, which is a great way of answering um, pro-choicers. We've mm. also got our four-part uh, mini-series on the Crusades uh, coming up um, in a few days. That'll be next Tuesday. It'll begin and run next week. And uh, what's great with that, of course, is that the uh, it really uh, debunks a lot of the misconceptions people have of what really happened during the Crusades and what actually prompted them. And also a new episode with uh, Bear Wozniak uh, and The Long Ride Home. That will be airing next week as well, and people can check out our entire schedule. And again, uh, getting prepped as we as we do in January for all those great events, pro life events uh, that are happening later this month. So will just you go be to ew10.com. Absolutely, and Teresa will actually be covering it for us as yeah. as normal. And uh, we'll have uh, Tracy Sable and uh, and others out of D.C., uh, which will be working on uh, the events from the West Coast as well as the one in D.C. You know, I love during the March for Life, uh, because I often can't get there, I just kind of turn it on the background and I work watching the coverage and listening to the coverage, you know, as much as I can. It's absolutely fascinating. And right, EWTN and does a great job. Well, thank you so much. And it really is a window into the soul of the pro-life movement. And, and what's great with it, too, and why we did it over the years is that nobody else would cover it. Uh, and the, there were tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of people going every year, and you'd never know it by the secular news. And uh, by putting it out there, as we did, and now with the expansion, uh, obviously, of the web and, and alternate sources of information like that, more and more people have seen, A, people are out there marching, I'm not alone, I'm not crazy, and we've seen a, a burgeoning of other kind of events happening around the country, obviously the one from uh, 
you know, San Francisco, which we started covering like 20 years ago, has grown and grown and grown from about three or 4,000 people to 50,000 plus people. Oh, it's huge. And inspired the One Life LA. Uh, and there's other events in Chicago and other places in, around the world, in, in Germany and in Rome. Some of these things were already happening, but nobody knew they were happening. But the more you put them out there, more people realize, I didn't know this was even going on because nobody ever talks about it. Oh, yeah. So it's, uh, I think it's a great great uh, uh, thing for pro-lifers to realize they're connected globally as they are through the church. Well, one of the things I love about listening and watching the coverage, especially of the March for Life, is there's an inspiration. Um, and you mentioned that connection that all of a sudden... Mm-hmm. If you haven't been hearing about it, wow, there are so many people, you know, millions of people that think the same way that I do. The pro-life movement is much larger larger than the secular media would have you believe. Absolutely. And, and, and yeah. that's the thing. They, they, they berate people in, uh, through the media who think that way. And so many, many people feel that way but are afraid to say anything uh, mm, because yeah. they don't want to be given a hard time. They don't want to be made fun of. Nobody wants to be ostracized. And so uh, it, it, when you see that you're not alone and there are other people like that, it, it emboldens you to step out. Not everyone. Some people are the leaders. Some people are the prayer warriors behind the scenes or the people who work behind the scenes to put the thing in into action. And then you've got the people who step out like Camille Pauly, who's... Uh, I've yeah. been involved with the pro-life uh, work for years and who uh, I first met when she was working with my good buddy, Father Spitzer. Uh, so, you know, there's so many m- people doing so many things on so many levels. Jim and Joy Pinto, obviously, I met Joy, which is her choice, which is what she runs, which is uh, an alternate uh, dealing with pregnancies, crisis pregnancies, and uh, people all over doing great work everywhere. And, and people need to know that every little bit you do has impact it's like it's a wonderful life you have no idea how many people's lives you're touching with just the basic everyday things you're doing and ewtn becomes a connector for those people too to receive that connection to find out about it to experience it you know so blessings to ewtn for all the great work you do because honestly i don't know where our faith would be in this country without you Mother Angelica, she's the one who got the mission from our Lord, and yeah. uh, we're just trying our best to follow that uh, direction that she laid out for us. And I think as we continue to do that, we've seen more and more, regardless of what's going on in the culture, maybe because what's going on in the culture, so many people during the COVID, uh, you know, our numbers went way up. People are watching. They connected. They found the time to take a breath and noticed and said, you know, this regular stuff is not working for me. I, there's something missing in my life. Could it be God? Uh, and, and I think, uh, you know, that's when people start watching and they start finding themselves getting enriched or Catholics who start to say, I've always been Catholic, but I really never understood my faith to the degree that I, now I do. And, and so the more I understand, the more I cherish what it is and why it's so important and how many people gave up so much over the years so that I have this religious freedom. Yes, yeah. I don't know if I've ever told you this story, Doug, but um, as an adult convert, I uh, came into the church when I was um, 30, and actually 31, I just turned 31, 
So it was about five years ago? So, you know, so yeah, yeah, four, actually. Yeah. Actually, no, oh, okay. I was 30. It was I, didn't just... mean to make, I didn't make you make you older than you are there. I apologize. Yeah, well, thank you. I'll send the check soon. <laughs> um, but I actually was 30. I was just shy of my, my 31st birthday. But uh, I was looking for resources because I came into the church, and I wasn't really converted. You know, I, I mm-hmm. joined for marriage. And I had a much larger conversion after that and stumbled upon EWTN. I had never, I didn't even know it was on my cable, you know, listening right. there. And uh, I, when I tuned in, I actually turned on the television and it was on EWTN, which is, you know, the Godwink. Mm-hmm. And Mother Angelica, right. it was the episode where she was telling jokes to the sisters. Okay. <laughs> and I am the, I'm the type of person where I, you know, humor is really central for me. I look at everything through a lens of kind of, you know, a little smirk and ah, that's very funny. If I can find the humor in anything, maybe that's a good way to put it. And I was captivated. I said, who is this? You know, what is this channel? And that's how I found out about EWTN. The Lord spoke to me in the way that would really capture me, and it helped me in my faith so much. Right, and uh, I'm sure you're not surprised that there's many, many stories of people who uh, first stumbled upon EWTN like that, or in a hotel room, and uh, the TV came on, and that was, Mother Angelica was there, etc. People who said they couldn't, couldn't change the channel because the channel <laughs> wouldn't change. I can't uh, get so, you know, I, I try to, you know. So yeah, exactly. It's 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 that transparency, that's honesty uh, that Mother had. That, like you said, that kind of naturalness. That, uh, yeah. like you said, that uh, we can be serious about our faith, but still find humor in everyday life. Well, and that episode was a real one-off. I mean, she hardly ever did that. That may have been Absolutely. the only one where she mm-hmm. ever did, but it was the one I saw, the one the Lord chose to speak to me. So, right. Doug, I just can't thank you enough for all the great work that uh, that you and the, the team at EWTN do. You really are a godsend to all thank of us Thank you. I'll here. pass along your, your good wishes. Uh, I appreciate that. Well, continue to enjoy the, the Christmas spirit, Doug. There goes Doug Kack. He is president and COO of EWTN, talking about many things happening there, such great programming. Tune in. You're listening probably to uh, EWTN Radio right now, and it's wonderful. This is Catholic Connection. Stay with us. We'll be right back. In Matthew chapter 11, verse 28, the Bible says, Come to me, and I will give you rest. St. Elizabeth Ann Seton Parish in Keller invites all women ages 18 to 100 for a day of rest at its women's retreat. The retreat takes place on Saturday, January 15th from 9 a.m. to 4.30 p.m. Through prayer, inspiration, and conversation, women will find nourishment for their weary souls through Christ and community with plenty of caffeine and chocolate, too. For more information and ticket information, visit seascc.org. Hello, my name is Bob Parra, owner of Parra Car Care. We're proud sponsors of KATH 910 AM. Parra Car Care is devoted to automotive maintenance and repairs for today's family on the go. Are you looking for that personal touch? Someone who will listen to your problem and give you options that are manageable for you? We now have two locations to serve you. For the U.S. area, 817-685-2222. And for the Northwestern Hills area, 817-281-1388. Or on the web at www.parracarcare.com. Thank you and drive safely. 
St. Jude Parish and Allen's Catholic Alcohol and Addictions Ministry is sponsoring regular online 12-step meetings on Fridays at 12 noon. At these meetings, people in recovery share their experience, strength, and hope in working the 12 steps in these recovery programs. These steps are in close alignment with St. Ignatius' spiritual exercises. The meetings are closed and anonymous. For more information and the schedule, visit stjudeparish.com forward slash C-A-A-M. KTH 910 AM welcomes Emerson on Harvest Hill as a new sponsor. It's a senior living community in North Dallas near St. Rita Parish. Amenities include chef-prepared meals each day, transportation, social and educational events and activities, 24-hour security, as well as participation in the sacraments. To learn more about Emerson on Harvest Hill or to arrange a tour and visit, you can contact Karen Ray via email at kray at emersonharvesthill.com or you can visit their website, emersononharvesthill.com. Welcome back to Catholic Connection. Sherry Kennedy Brownrigg in for Teresa Tamio. And uh, producer Andrew Kruchek and I were just talking during the break that uh, she's down in that great sunny 78 degree weather of Florida while we are in the upper Northwest. <laughs> well, not the Northwest. I'm sorry, the Midwest. I forgot where I was. But it's cold, cold across much of the country except for that little swath in the South. So if you're in the South, then Tip of the hat to you. You enjoy this great weather. In the meantime, we are really suffering up here. Lots of snow and cold in the Northeast as well. So, you know, I was looking at interest. You probably heard about this. Pope Francis said at his Wednesday audience that it's a loss to civilization when dogs and cats replace children in society. You know, I am childless, and it's not by choice. Um... It's a long story, which I will not get into it, and I have had dogs almost my entire life. And I really agree with what Pope Francis said. I love my dog. You know, I have a lot of fun with my dog. She's a great companion. She's a sweetheart. She's not my child. Not my child. Not my fur baby. Not any of that. And I kind of bristle a little bit when... I hear people, even good Catholics, talk about this. And maybe you're in that situation, and, you know, I certainly don't mean to be pointing fingers at people, but we do get awfully close to our pets. And I'm a firm believer that uh, that the Lord gives them to us as gifts. And will they be in heaven? They don't have souls, so they aren't going to be redeemed, that's for sure. Whether God wants them there, I have no idea. Will we need them when we're in heaven? Probably not. I don't think we're going to care much. But, you know, honestly, they are true gifts from God, and that's the way to look at them. He went on to say that um, that he is looking at a demographic winter that we have today. Many couples do not have children because they do not want to, or they just have one, but they have two dogs, two cats. And he went on to say, yes, dogs and cats take the place of children. It's funny, I understand, but it is the reality, and this denial of fatherhood and motherhood diminishes us, takes away humanity. He went on to also say that there is a selfishness in not becoming a parent. So interesting. I have always said that when you are not a parent, and, you know, you have my husband and I will be married 30 years next year, and... Uh, um, we are not able to become parents at this point due to um, cancer that I had, and certainly it would be a little late in the game anyway. But there is a certain selfishness that 
you are allowed to experience as a childless person in your life certain luxuries that you have and it was never brought home more to me than this past Christmas when I saw my twin nephews one of them has uh, um, well their sixth child is coming and the other has four they just had their fourth baby this year in 2021 rather and watching them scramble with great dexterity and peace and holiness and just love of scrambling to make sure their kids are safe, teaching them, correcting them, guiding them, feeding them. I mean, it's the most beautiful thing. Not a moment did they spend thinking about themselves. And, you know, this is their daily lives, and they absolutely love it. And for those of you who have kids, you know what a sacrifice it is, and you know how it changes you. And from someone who's childless, and I know Teresa and I have talked about this before off the air, that um, that it does. You know, you find yourself in a position where you need to actively find ways to give in other ways because you can become very selfish with that. Yeah, it's interesting. If you did get a chance to go back and read that, um, Catholic News Agency has an article on it, and there are many others who do as well. But you can just Google the Pope's general audience for this Wednesday as well. One of the other things I was looking at in the news is... Um, the abortion argument, you know, we've been talking about that a lot this morning, and we'll talk about it even more, and I'm excited to do that with Camille Pauly very shortly in our next segment. But as you know from listening to Catholic Radio, if Roe v. Wade is overturned, it will not mean the end of abortion. It doesn't mean that nobody in this country will ever, ever have another abortion, which, you know, something that we wish would happen. But what it means, of course, is that it goes to the states, so it's going to be so interesting how all of these different states in the country will be working hard to either legalize abortion very strongly in their state or just the opposite, restrict abortion or even outlaw it altogether. And um, state legislatures, this, I was so interested to find this out, passed more abortion restrictions last year than during any other year since the High Court issued Roe v. Wade in 1973. And there's going to be a big fight that will happen if it is overturned, because, of course, in every single state, they'll be scrambling to make the case, uh, you know, for or against abortion. Um, and it's really going to be a very interesting thing to see where these things kind of end up, which states, like New York, that legalizes abortion through the entire pregnancy? You know, will people move to New York or move out of New York because of that stance? There are other wonderful states like, you know, South Dakota and many other states, and certainly Mississippi, of course, where abortion has been greatly restricted, happily so. Will people move to those states? Will they see an influx of people coming because of that stance. I certainly hope so. And it's really going to be, I think, an interesting, not only a discussion, but you're going to see a lot, a lot of things happening in state legislatures. So whatever state you're in, start praying now, because we need to be on the front lines of this abortion fight. Again, we'll be talking with Camille Pauly, the president and co-founder of Healing the Culture, in just a few minutes. 
and uh, she's got some really interesting things to say about um, about that fight. The last thing that I wanted to talk about real quick before we run up against the break is praying for priests. Now, if you have heard me on Catholic Connection before, you know I talk about it all the time, and I'm president of a little apostolate, and I want to emphasize little, Maria Regina Clary. And Maria Regina Clary, we always call it Mercy for short. That's our our, um, our little nickname for it, MRC, Mercy. But it simply encourages people to pray for the priesthood and those in religious life. That's all we do. And we have some different uh, books and things like that that you can get um, just for a free will donation at prayingforapriest.org. But tonight, we have a holy hour for priests. It's the first holy hour for priests of the year. We do it every first Friday of the month. It's online on Facebook. So you can just go to Praying for Our Priests on Facebook and find it and pray with us there at 7 p.m. Central. And you can actually post the name of your priest in the comments, and everyone who is following will be praying for priests as well. We pray the rosary. And you can get that rosary just by going to prayingforapriest.org. And you don't have to get it. You can still pray along even before tonight. One thing I want to mention, though, that will be starting for Lent is a campaign to pray the Stations of the Cross for Priests. And we have a wonderful CD and the Stations of the Cross printed, and you can get those again for a free will donation at prayingforourpriests.org. Remember to pray for your priests. They count on our prayers. They need them so much. All right, Sherry Kennedy Brownrick up against a break, but we'll be right back. More to talk about in the pro-life movement. I'm excited. I hope you are too. Stay with us on Catholic Connection. As a Catholic single, imagine walking up to that pretty lady and saying, Hey, you, get out of my dreams and into my 2022 Midnight Black GLA 250. Well, the GRN has given you a chance to make that dream a reality. Between now and February 21st, go to grnonline.com, buy five tickets for $100 or $25 for one, and let her come to you. Victory Investment Strategies is a sponsor of KATH 910 AM. They pray for continued blessings on all who make Catholic Radio possible in North Texas. The unique programming is vital to our daily lives. Victory Investment Strategies is a full-service investment firm owned by Joel and Elizabeth Victory, members of St. Patrick Cathedral in Fort Worth. They offer a variety of products and will customize a plan to fit your individual needs. 866-810-6800. 866-810-6800. Securities offered through LPL Financial Member FINRA SIPC. At first, it felt like a relief. I thought I would forget about it with time. I wasn't prepared to accept the responsibility. Then things changed. I felt anger and things started going wrong everywhere. Are you a man suffering because of your involvement in an abortion? You're not alone. There are people who can help at projectjosephdallas.org. The depression just wouldn't let me be how I used to be. I realized I lost my child. I felt like I couldn't be forgiven. Now it's been years and years of this. Don't suffer alone. Visit projectjosephdallas.org. Looking for a career move where you can put your faith into action as you build relationships within your local community? Decided Excellence Catholic Media is one of the fastest growing private media companies in North America. 
We are seeking media, marketing, and sales professionals who want to join our team to produce exclusive faith-filled magazines that support local businesses. To learn more about Decided Excellence Catholic Media, please visit DecidedExcellence.com. That's DecidedExcellence.com. Welcome back to Catholic Connection. Closing in on 20 minutes before the top of the hour. Hope you're not late for any appointment you have. Sherry Kennedy Brownrigg in for Teresa Tamio, who's in the Florida sunshine today. And we have with us, for the remainder of the program, I'm so excited to talk to Camille Pauly. She's president and co-founder of Healing the Culture. And this organization, founded in 2003, Healing the Culture is an international leader in pro-life advocacy and um, she started this with uh, Father Robert Spitzer, and welcome to the program, Camille. Hi, Sherry. Thanks for having me. And we were just laughing that we are neighbors. We're in neighboring states in the upper Midwest, and so you must be pretty chilly this morning as well, Camille. It's freezing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm not used to this weather. I'm a transplant, and it is really cold. <laughs> <laughs> we'll send you a hat with nice fuzzy oh. balls on the end of the, oh, the strings. Oh, thank you. I will use it. Well, first of all, tell us about this wonderful organization, Healing the Culture. I mentioned a little bit about it, but what is the mission? Sure. So we were founded by Father Robert Spitzer and myself back in 2003, and it fills a gap in the pro-life movement. He created a program that teaches people how to explain pro-life in a way that reaches people in their hearts and their heads philosophically. So we transform how people view the most important words that form their pro-life or pro-choice convictions happiness, success, quality of life, love, freedom, human rights, the purpose of human suffering. We go deep in the human heart. We transform how they see those words. We elevate their, their, their mindset on the human person. And then we introduce principles that are critical to the pro-life movement, like do no harm, the ends don't justify the means, and the intrinsic dignity of the human person. None of that could be understood by our opposition until you elevate how they see the human person first. And that's what we focus on. That's what makes us unique. Yeah, that really is unique. And why is it so important to reach the human heart with this particular cause? Well, because obviously people will not see the, in, the image and likeness of God in an unborn child if they don't see it in themselves. And when you don't see it in yourself, you're going to be, you're going to, misinterpret words like freedom. Freedom is all my choices open before me all the time. And, um, you know, instead of seeing freedom as my responsibility to determine, you know, to discern what is right and wrong and choose to do the good for the other. They'll view success as being ahead of other people despite what it may do and despite who I have to bowl over. Instead of seeing success as I am most successful to the degree that I lay down my life to the service of others. You know, they'll view all these words. Love is viewed as um, you know, love me, admire me, give things to me, um, you know, affirm me, instead of love being the active choice to desire the good for the other, even if it requires telling the other that what they're doing is evil or bad for them. So our, our culture is misinterpreting all of these words, sometimes through ignorance and sometimes through plain evil, um, you know, and selfishness to try to get what they want or position the political power. And human beings are being tricked into living beneath themselves and uh, it's not just to stop abortion that we have to elevate these words. It's because we're trying to elevate human beings and how they're living their lives, radically underliving their lives by choosing to live for pro-choice and pro-abortion interpretations of these words. 
Well, clearly, after that explanation, this does fill a hole, and it's something that is so incredibly needed. And this has been a little bit of a theme, not only the cold, talking about the cold, but swimming upstream, where it feels yeah. like in our culture today, we as Catholics are swimming upstream with these concepts, with these basic understandings of of human life. So It does feel, oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, no, you go ahead. Well, I was going to say, it does feel like we're swimming upstream because we're getting an onslaught of pushback. But I want, I want your listeners to see two good things in that. One is that the onslaught is happening because Satan is desperate, right? <laughs> there is so much good happening right now. I think, personally, I think Roe versus Wade is going to go when the Supreme Court comes out with its decision in June. I, I'm just an optimist on that. There are so many good things happening right now that Satan is throwing everything he has at us. And that's, that's scary, but it's also good news because it means God is alive <laughs> yeah. and well in these people. But the second thing I think people have to, to realize to get some optimism out of all of this is that the people that we're trying to reach with our message, they're just like us. The minute we start thinking they're monsters, they're the enemy, then that's when we get fearful. Then that's when we go into our holes and get afraid. But when we realize these are human beings made in the image of likeness of God, just like me, and these messages we have about what true happiness and love and purpose in life is all about, it reaches them. That 91% of our audiences convert on happiness when we go through our curriculum with them. They, they start to see they are underliving their life. And I'm talking about secular universities and high schools, not just the church, not just the already Christian. Oh, that's fantastic. Well, Satan, you know, I, I've said this time and time again, that his greatest work is abortion, the wholesale adoption of abortion. Because as you mentioned, people who are made in the image and likeness of God have scales on their eyes that have been slapped there and held firmly by Satan. You know, they're, they're believing in that. So the only real way that we can reach them is through that understanding, through that heart, versus the arguments of logic. And uh, those are important, but you're never going to change someone's heart until you reach it. Well, that's right. And you can't even get to logic. You can't even get somebody to agree with the principle of non-contradiction, right? That it can't be a baby and not a baby at the same time, depending on who's looking at it, what your opinion is. You can't get people to agree to principles of logic like objective evidence. You know, there's, there's a plethora of objective evidence that the unborn child is a human being. At the moment of fertilization, you've got 5,500 um, biologists. 96% of all biologists agree that the moment of fertilization is the moment that a human life, you know, human being's life exists. You, you, you can't even get somebody to, to agree that those principles of logic are important unless they first agree that the meaning and purpose of my life is to do the good for the other. Now, suddenly yeah. it becomes important to know who the other is. What are you? <laughs> you know, logically, are you a human person? Are you a human being or not? To somebody who's living for themselves, for their own self-esteem or materialism, it does, logic doesn't matter. Logic is what I want to make. Your logic is your logic, and my logic is my logic. Right, just as people often say, well, my truth, you know, that's your truth, this is my truth, and it's like, oh. right. <laughs> yeah, right. and that's... That's exactly right. You have to a give people a reason to care about being logical. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Well, it's the perfect pathway to get there, and I love it, absolutely. You mentioned just a moment ago um, about you really feeling that Roe v. Wade will be under overturned. What are you thinking? What do you see? What do you hope for one year after, if it is? What will things sure. look like? Yeah, I, I, I guess I better put a little bit of uh, a better 
uh, you know, help that a little bit by saying that if it's not overturned, it will at least be severely damaged. Indeed, it will. Yeah, a year from now, I I just think that we're going to be living in a very different world. What are my reasons? You know, Clarence Thomas, Justice Clarence Thomas, and the hearings, the Dobbs hearings in this past December, you know, kept making this point. You know, he kept asking the question, what is the claim at stake here? And he was asking the pro-choice attorney who was defending abortion in Mississippi, you know, what is the claim? What is the rights claim? And she could think liberty. It's the liberty interest, the liberty interest of the mother. And so Justice Samuel Alito comes back and he says, you know, well, the unborn child at some point has an interest in life. And she acknowledges that. The pro-abortion attorney acknowledges that, yes, at some point the unborn child has an interest in life. And, of course, the point being that life is a necessary condition for the very purpose of liberty. Right? This is a basic principle of, of rights that we teach in our curriculum. You cannot have a liberty interest if you don't first have life, because life, the, the possession of your current existence is necessary for the possession of your future existence. So life has to take priority. I think the Supreme Court justices saw this. It was very clear that they saw the fallacies of Roe versus Wade. It was decided on very specious arguments. Um, you know, Justice Kagan coming out saying, well, what? there's nothing new between now and 1973 when Roe was decided. Why should we change this ruling? Why should we overturn it? Nothing new. <laughs> You've now got 96% of all biologists agreeing this. is. We've got sonograms. We've got 3D ultrasounds. Are you kidding me? So I, I just think that... It, it would be irrational, illogical, and not make any sense for them not to severely dam- damage Roe versus Wade. And I think it's going to go. Oh, well, I really hope that that is the case. That just made me laugh. I hadn't heard that, that Justice <laughs> Kagan had said that. There's nothing new. Really? No. Where have you been? <laughs> right. We've not progressed at all. <laughs> well, we're up against a break here. We've got Camille Pauly, the president and co-founder of Healing the Culture, with us, and a spirited conversation, and there is more to come. Stay with us. Uh, this is Catholic Connection. We are the pro-life generation, passionate about building the culture of life in our health care and in our nation. But not all health care options are equally pro-life, and some provide morally objectionable procedures. CMF Curo is different. CMF Curo is a pro-life Catholic health care ministry providing a pathway for its members to build the culture of life in their health care choices, not destroy it. Learn more about CMF Curo at MyCatholicHealthCare.com. That's MyCatholicHealthCare.com. When the need for senior care arises, home is where the heart is. Visiting Angels provides home care for mom or dad up to 24 hours per day, including personal care, meals, and light housework. You may select your professional caregiver with Visiting Angels. More information at visitingangels.com or at 877-374-LIVE. That's 877-374-LIVE. Visiting Angels, America's choice in senior home care. Do you wish you could have discussions about difficult topics with your adult children? If so, don't worry, you're not alone. Hi, I'm Dr. Greg Popchak. And I'm Lisa Popchak. And our new book, Having Meaningful, Sometimes Difficult Conversations with Your Adult Sons and Daughters, can help you draw closer to your adult children and help guide them on the path to more faithful and meaningful lives. You can get our latest book and all of our other books on the store page at AveMariaRadio.net. That's AveMariaRadio.net. Would you get on a plane that doesn't have a pilot? Investing in passive index mutual funds may present the same issue. The Ave Maria mutual funds are actively managed by seasoned investment professionals to help you meet your investment goals in a morally responsible way. Ave Maria funds are managed to conform to pro-life and pro-family values. Long-term investors could invest in the no-load Ave Maria mutual funds. 
You can learn more about the Ave Maria Mutual Funds at 866-AVE-MARIA or visit AveMariaFunds.com. Welcome to the final segment of Catholic Connection. It always goes so fast. I'm Sherry Kennedy Brownrigg, and with me is Camille Pauly, president and co-founder of Healing the Culture. And I want to get right back into it, Camille, because I was irritated at that break that we had to take it because we're having such a good conversation, such an important conversation. Thank you for your work with Healing the Culture. And, you know, I know that Healing the Culture believes that real lasting change in the hearts and minds of our culture begins early in life. Can you talk about some of the educational resources that Healing the Culture offers for children and teens? Sure. We have a website, HealingTheCulture.com, and um, at that website, it's got so many resources for people. We've developed curricula for high school students called Principles and Choices. Um, it's a textbook-based curriculum that you can use with high school students in the classroom, at, in homeschool. We've got uh, portions of the resources, video products and uh, audio dramas that you can use in a religious education setting in your parish. Um, and we've also got books that are associated with it that students can read, some really uh, fun um, drama books that students can read to learn these principles of ethics and logic and justice and what Father Spitzer calls the four levels of happiness. And it all leads them towards just an unassailable pro-life position on abortion and euthanasia as well. Our curriculum directly points to euthanasia as a violation of all these principles of ethics as well and a violation of the principle of human dignity. Um, so principles and choices is, is one of them people can find at healingtheculture.com. We've also got resources for college students. We'll come to a college campus for free and we will train the pro-life college students on a campus how to articulate the pro-life message in ways that are logical but also reach the heart using the message of happiness and so we can train them if it's a five-hour training and it involves a lot of practicum so it's really fun they get a chance to debate they get a chance to do tabling um so you know what that website healingtheculture.com people can find out how to contact us on that but um sherry we've got a new program that i'm so excited about it's actually my favorite because i have little kids one of uh, when i was working with the archdiocese of seattle the superintendent of Catholic instruction asked me, what do you have for the elementary school? And I said, uh, nothing. Because <laughs> this is a heavy philosophy. I mean, it's a college-level philosophy. And they said, you need to do this on the younger ages. Create something for us. So we went to work. It took five years to digest Father Spitzer's curriculum for kindergartners, right? We call it Spitzer for kindergartners. <laughs> and we created a program that's, that's hilarious. like, yeah, it's, it's very much like um, Sesame Street in a way. The program is actually called Philo and Sophie, and it involves Philo, who is a penguin, and Sophie, who is a mermaid, and, and they're puppets, and they, we have animation and live actors, and it's highly professional. People can find it at our website, um, and it's... It, kindergarten first and second grade and there's videos and there's teacher tools and parent tools and it's all free and you can access this and start teaching your kids at a very young age the principle of non-contradiction something cannot be and not be at the same time the four levels of happiness right the gift of self is, is a better gift than materialism you know they, they learn these concepts in these heavy philosophical concepts in really fun simple ways so that they can already pick apart the arguments that pro-choicers have when they you know when they're old enough to understand that concept what kind of response do you get from kids particularly teens? oh my gosh well, the little kids love the curriculum because it's so new and it's so fresh. We've done songs. You know, there's little songs like the contra- contradictions are a fiction. 
And so these kids memorize the songs and sing them to their parents. And the teachers are telling us that parents call them saying, what are you teaching my children? This is amazing. I've never <laughs> heard this stuff before. And it's the same response we get from the high school kids. We More often than not, we get kids afterwards who are literally, Sherry, almost in tears because they're saying, mm. we've never heard this before. Why hasn't anybody taught me this before? Even in our Catholic schools, they're not being taught the philosophy that they need to understand the human person to know why the church teaches abortion is wrong. And we fill that gap. Wow. Well, you're right. I mean, there isn't anybody else teaching this. And I think sometimes, you know, you need someone like you, <laughs> Father Spitzer, to really break it down for those of us who are thinking, wait a minute, these concepts here, because they're really quite simple once you get into them. But, you know, it's um, it's very, very important. Well, Camille, we only have a very short time left. So a quick question for you. How do you think this yeah. year's March for Life is going to be different because of this Dobbs case? Oh, my goodness, I think you're going to get a lot of young people, and I think they're going to be on fire and very happy and excited. I think you're going to see um, a lot more collaboration at that march. I mean, there's already a ton of collaboration, as there is at every march, but I think kids are going to get more organized and energized, and I think you're going to see a lot more spirituality at this march as well. It's always a spiritual event, but I think people are realizing we need God in this culture only God is going to heal this whole, and our young people are so spiritual in the pro-life movement today. So look forward to an inspirational, spiritual, and very collaborative event this year. Oh, amen. Camille Pauley, president and co-founder of Healing the Culture, thank you so much for being with us, Camille. And I'm Sherry Kennedy Brownrigg. Thank you for letting me be a part of your day through Catholic Connection. Have a blessed day. You've been listening to Catholic Connection with Teresa Tamio. Catholic Connection is a co-production of Ave Maria Radio and EWTN Radio and carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Our producer is Andrew Kruchek. For copies of this program or for more information, visit AveMariaRadio.net. That's A-V-E Maria Radio.net. Thanks for listening and join us next time for another edition of Catholic Connection. A beacon of truth in a troubled world. This is the Guadalupe Radio Network, radio for your soul. The Guadalupe Radio Network's car raffle season is here, and that means we're out and about in the community with live remote broadcasts. Please join us at Porter's Army Navy Store in Irving on Thursday, January 6th during the 4 p.m. hour and at the offices of Catholic Charities of Dallas on Friday, January 7th during the 9 a.m. hour. Tune in or come see us during these two live remotes, and if you purchase raffle tickets for the 2022 Mercedes-Benz GLA 250 during those hours, you'll have a chance to win other great gifts, including tickets to the Catholic Charities Bishop's Gala on February 5th. Hi, I'm Dr. Kyle Eberlein of Mid-Cities Dental and a parishioner of Good Shepherd Catholic Community in Colleyville. Dentistry can be expensive, especially if you know you need a lot of work. That's why you need to know all of your treatment options, and you need a dentist whom is on your insurance plan. This could potentially save you lots of money. Our office will offer you a no-obligation consultation with necessary x-rays. We can be reached at 817-282-9321 or midcitiesdental.com. Again, that number is 817-282-9321. Blessed be God, blessed be His holy name. 
Blessed be Jesus Christ, true God and true man. Blessed be the name of Jesus. Blessed be his most sacred heart. Blessed be his most precious blood. Blessed be Jesus in the most holy sacrament of the altar. Blessed be the Holy Spirit of Paraclete. Blessed be the Great Mother of God, Mary Most Holy. Blessed be her holy and immaculate conception. Blessed be her glorious assumption. Blessed be the name of Mary, Virgin and Mother. Blessed be St. Joseph, her most chaste spouse. Blessed be God in his angels and in his saints. Thanks for listening to KATH 910 AM, Frisco, Dallas, Fort Worth on the Guadalupe Radio Network. Catholic radio for your soul in North Texas. Heard also on grnonline.com and on your smartphone.